Well, kia ora and welcome to the Commoners Communion Podcast. Happy New Year. If uh, you've had an awesome holiday, I hope you're finding your way back into work, easing back in. If you're in America, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but in New Zealand, uh, we have a really long Christmas New Year break and most people are only just starting back into work last week. If you've been listening along to this podcast, thank you so much. Um, It's been really fun hearing from you all and getting some of the messages, and I'm just so stoked to hear that it's been connecting with you. Um, If you like the music that I've been starting my episodes with, a friend of mine, Reese Michelle, has generously donated his work to me for this first season of podcasts, and you can find him on Spotify. His album is called In Glass. Now, he sent this to me about four months ago, a little bit before he released it, and I can honestly say I listened to it at least once a day, every day, for three or four months, as I prayed and I journaled, um, when I drove, when I just wanted space to meditate, and it was incredibly helpful. It's a great album. So you can search up his name, R-H-Y-S, Reese Michelle, M-A-C-H-E-L-L, on Spotify. Give him a heads up, thumbs up, follow him on social media, and check him out. Reese and I will also be doing a set at Festival One this weekend. On Friday night, we are curating a space for spiritual connection and prayer um, at the fourth stage, I believe. So if you're coming down, come along, come and spend an hour engaging with God, listening to some music. We're going to have uh, a few things going on, nothing, nothing too major. It's mostly just going to be a space for you to connect with God spiritually, maybe to pray for one another and to just enjoy Him in the space of the festival. So come along. You can download the Festival One app on your iPhone to get a hold of that and just look us up under Commoners Communion. I'll also be doing two seminars at Festival One this weekend, uh, one on defeating cynicism with Christian mysticism, sharing my experiences around how to avoid cynicism by embracing God as mystery and beauty and revelation. And the other one I'll be doing is poetry and revelation. And at both seminars, I'm going to share for a bit, and then we're going to do some Q&A and kind of share stories. So even if you've listened to the podcasts or read the blog, come along and help engage in a live conversation with me. And finally, thank you to those who have left reviews on the podcast on iTunes. If you've really enjoyed this and it's been speaking to you, I'd really appreciate you just writing a review um, and giving it a rating. It really goes a long way in helping to share it with people who otherwise wouldn't um, listen to it. And we have people from all kinds of backgrounds and traditions listen to this podcast, and I'm really stoked about that. And if you're kind of seeking spiritual things and you're finding a home here, that's amazing. I'm really stoked to hear that. So Happy New Year. I'm interrupting the flow a little bit of what I'd planned this year to um, just share some thoughts with you that have really been on my heart over the new year to start off the year. So enjoy this episode and much love. New Year's for me has always been a time of taking a step back, looking at my life, and really asking God, what are you doing? What are you doing this year? What are you going to do? Who have I been this last year, and where are we going? And most years, I'll sit down with my journal, and I'll just open up a blank page and say, okay, God, here I am. What are you going to do this year? What do you want me to focus on? And I genuinely find that every year he'll give me a word or a scripture or a conversation. Often it's a book or maybe even a movie that I watch that triggers something in me. 
that sets my heart on an idea or a journey that I need to take that year. And I remember the first year I did music, um, one of the things that I felt him tell me was that um, my son, my first son, Mikhail, he was just born or was about to be born, I think it was, I can't remember. I should know that kind of stuff, but um, he said he's going to grow up on the road. And it was true. We started touring in America that year. We went on the road for six weeks, and then uh, we went to Europe the following year. And he did, and those things kind of just helped me have peace and comfort about what's going on. On the flip side of that, New Year can also be really hard for people. And if you've had a, you've been in a space for the last year or two where things haven't changed and it's been a bit of a dark night of the soul or you've been really wanting some breakthrough in an area of your life and it hasn't come, sometimes the turning of the new year can actually be incredibly discouraging. And kind of coming up to this new year for me, that's sort of where I was at. I've shared with you a little bit about my health in the past and I'm still in that and I don't have answers for it. I'm definitely better than I was. Uh, but for the last four months, I've done nothing but eat nuts and fruit and vegetables and meat and uh, I still haven't quite come full circle on it so I was kind of coming up to August September October last year starting to get worried like god what am I going to do next year and it's easy when you come to new year to just see it as a day rolling over Um, but at the same time we can really use it as an opportunity to let go of some stuff from the past season and renew our faith that things are going to change And if I've learned anything about the human mind in my own experience, it's that sometimes we can really struggle to get our mind across the lines with something. Sometimes we can really struggle to say, yes, it was like this last year or yesterday or the year before that, but it doesn't have to be like that this year. And there's a really famous book, and it's kind of morbid. Um, It's part of the book of wisdom in Scripture. And the author uh, says this, it's Ecclesiastes 3.1. For everything there is a season and a time, for every matter under heaven. And he goes on, it's a famous funeral um, or wedding speech, um, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal. And it kind of goes on about all these strange dichotomies in our life. And you can look at scripture on the whole in the story of God and see that there are constantly cycles and seasons of life. There's a, an old covenant. There's a new covenant. There's an early church. There's a later church. Um, Isaiah talks about an early rain and a later rain in the seasons of Israel's harvest. You look at just the way that God created the world. You have uh, summer, winter, spring, and fall. You have night and day. And the older I get and the more I walk with God, the more I'm convinced that these physical elements, these natural flows of our daily life, are there as symbols to us to teach us about the nature of God and about our own soul. And I think when you're young in faith, you can come to this place of thinking that you kind of become a Christian or you you engage in spirituality and it's just a constant rolling upwards into perfection of some kind or getting rid of your issues. But in Christian spirituality, we encounter something totally different. We encounter a God who constantly takes us forward into our issues, through our vulnerabilities, through our difficulties and pain, bringing us to face those things and cleansing us of those things so that we can move forward and be more free. And I think that's why there has to be a strong contemplative aspect to our faith Because we have to be able to journey inward some to face who we are, to face the things that are driving us that we've learned from our parents or other generations, to face the things that are pushing us subconsciously. And that's a really, really painful experience. Some people have called it um, sort of in some classical literature, the wall, 
you face this wall and it can be quite overwhelming. And I think in the spiritual seasons of our life, there is a natural place that we come to where we face cynicism, where we may not be healed, where we didn't see the breakthrough. Uh, I think when we're early in faith or when we're early in spirituality, everything is exciting and it's amazing and it's tangible. And over time, sometimes that can just grind on down and we can go through months, years even, of not experiencing the divine, of not encountering God in the ordinary and starting to wonder if he's abandoned us. And when I was preparing for this podcast um, to share with you today, I really wanted to, I felt that there was some stuff to share with you around that. There's been a, a sense in me over the last couple of months that I'm not alone in, in this journey of wanting a season to finish. And about late last year, I was reading in Isaiah 55 and got a real encouragement to myself. And I want to read you this uh, portion of scripture. And in my Bible, it starts, the title for this is The Compassion of the Lord, which I love. It's Isaiah 55, and let's start at um, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. It's a really famous um, verse, and it's. I wanted to start with that before the piece that we're going into because when we're in a season of difficulty or we're trying to tr- transition out of a season of hitting the wall or of sickness or of whatever, um, it's often remembering that we, d- we don't understand God and that there is mystery in it. That becomes an open door for allowing us to walk through some stuff. Um, I think a faith that needs to have answers in the midst of our difficulty is not what we've inherited. We've inherited a faith that finds peace in the fact that God is good amidst our difficulties. Um, So I wanted to start there, but in verse 10, it says this, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I purpose it to, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. And the image here is that you have the rains falling, watering the ground, flourishing, coming up, producing wheat, then being harvested, then being threshed, and then given to the baker to sow. And it's a perfect image of the way I think that God works in our lives. What's fascinating about this portion is I always used to think, God sends the rain and he brings the word to pass. And it's true. If you condense that whole portion of the metaphor, that's what he's saying. I bring the rain and then I also I provide the answer. It doesn't return to me void. But in the middle of that whole process, you have a huge amount of work being done by humanity. God brings the rain, but we come in and we sow the seed. And in ancient Israel, they would have the oxen that would kind of plow the ground, turn up the soil, but they also help to stop the seed from being attacked by birds. So there's a season where God speaks in our life and does something in our life and he sows things and that we're protecting it. Kind of, He gives us the strengths and the ability to watch over the stuff. But then the seed takes root and there's a season of that wheat growing up and the harvest kind of the, the crop growing up out of the ground and it needs rain, it needs all the right environments and that again God creates the environments in our life that produce good fruitfulness. But then comes the harvest. Along with the sickle, you harvest the grain. And then after that, it's got to be threshed. 
And threshing is where you separate the grain from the stalks. Um, and in ancient Israel, they would often go right out to the periphery of town. And there'd be a large circular concrete threshing floor. And they would sometimes throw it up or beat it um, and thresh it out on the ground. And then from threshing, it goes to be made into flour. From flour, it needs to be put into a recipe and baked. And it's a long process. So here we have God saying, Just the same as the rain waters the earth and returns to me by achieving its purpose, so my word, that's how I am. So when I do something in your life, when I bring into your life a promise, or when I speak to you, or I come to you, it's this combination of him promising to finish what he started and us working hard to do all of these from protecting what he's given us to allowing it to grow, to harvesting it, to threshing it, to baking it, and to sharing it. And it's an amazing image. And what I felt today as I was preparing for this is that there have been a lot of people in the threshing stage. And maybe God gave you a promise or maybe you have, uh, you're not walking with God or, or whatever and you are seeking a spiritual breakthrough. You're speaking, seeking spiritual revelation and it's just not coming and it's been a long season of trying. And you're in this season of threshing. And maybe for some of you in your faith or in your spirituality, you've been in crisis where you literally felt like you're outside the city and you are in exile. And you're out under the stars and it's beautiful, and, and you're, but it's painful at the same time because it's all of this threshing. And the seeds of the promise or life of hope or love, uh, whether it's about your career or about um, a relationship or about your inner healing or your body, it just feels like it has been whacked about and threshed and threshed and threshed. And to you, it may feel like God is not with you. But I want to encourage you, this is part of the process. It's part of God allowing some of the things deep within us, the difficulties, to come to the surface to be transformed. And in the process of us being threshed by circumstance or others or the world, God is actually bringing about a separation of our old selves, our untrue selves, the the not fully transparent, vulnerable us that God made us to be. He's separating our old self from our new self so that we can be truly free. And I just kind of saw this, sort of imagine this picture of a bunch of us lying out there on the threshing floor and feeling totally out and abandoned by others, feeling alone. And you're not alone. And don't Don't give up this year. Don't walk into 2018 feeling like you're out on the threshing floor because that promise is gone or because God's abandoned you or because there won't be breakthrough for you this year. You're out on the threshing floor for all of the opposite reasons. You've been faithful to protect the seed. You've been faithful to protect the the crop as it's grown. You've been faithful to God's word, even if you've doubted, even if right now you're in that space of, I can't even hold on anymore. Know this. Without the threshing, you can never have the baking because you cannot bake with the stalks and the wheat grain at the same time. And you might just be in a space spiritually where you're having all of this stuff challenged. You might have old paradigms being challenged, new paradigms being introduced, but God is with you. Last year I started having some dreams and I had this dream actually about grain and maybe this is where it started for me, where I went into my kitchen and I was looking at my uh, 
cupboards and drawers. And I saw all of this, uh, I think the first one was grain falling out of the bottom or seed. And it was just pouring out of the drawers all over the floor. And I was like, something's leaking, something's wrong. And as I went to pick it up, the next shelf up came grain. And it poured out all over again. And then the next shelf up came flour and it started to pour down. And God said this to me, I'm about to bring fruitfulness into your life and change into your life. And there's going to be an abundance of it. And at the time, it was very hard for me to believe because last year, um, things were looking pretty grim on a health front and other areas of my life. And to be honest, when I got the dream, it was quite clear and I prayed it through and I shared it with some others and it was the meaning was quite evident. Yet I found it really hard to believe. But then I kept having these dreams. And then I kept uh, I had this one experience for about six weeks. Everybody who emailed me um, through my website had the same meaning in their name. It either meant gift of God, increase or favor. And I never noticed that kind of stuff except for one day I was sitting down and I was looking at it. And uh, I was like, man, it's so strange how each of these people who send me these emails, their name starts with J. And then it just turned out that they were all Hebrew names. And, and then later last year, as I was praying, I had a really, I was just saying, God, there are so many people going through this at the moment. And I had such a, a strong vision of a handwriting on a piece of paper. And it was writing sort of this kind of like, I don't know what else to call it, maybe like a will and testament. But in this vision, it wasn't God's will and testament he was writing, it was ours. And normally when you get a will and testament, somebody in your life passes and you inherit something from them. But what God was showing me in this picture was that there have been people out there who have been um, through crisis, going through suffering, through difficulties, where maybe a number of years ago or even last year, your gift or your calling, the thing God had given you as a, as a promise, was suspended and it's felt like he's just abandoned you or relationships, you've been in a difficult place and it's felt like this doesn't match up with what God had told me. And it's been a death and some of us have been called to die to things that we had given our life to. Some of us have been called to die to relationships, to die to jobs, to die to opportunities, to die to finances. And what I saw at the end of last year was God saying, I am now giving the inheritance to my people who have made those sacrifices and taken up those costs, they are going to receive the inheritance for their own death to those places. But it did feel like what it would be is that opportunities coming to us that are out of the blue, maybe something that you didn't expect, maybe something you're not looking for or not in your usual mode of life or doing things, that God is going to bring opportunities to you like that. And I believe that a part of that will be some people are going to start having dreams where God is going to speak to you in those dreams. And I've, I've even had a couple of friends who have come to me in the last month who never had before saying, I've been having lots of dreams. Here's this dream. I don't know what it means. And they are clearly God dreams, speaking very specifically into job decisions or personal decisions. So if you're having dreams and you're encountering that stuff, uh, sometimes it can seem crazy. And I know for a lot of you, it would be strange to hear me talk like that. But I encourage you, write it down. And if you want to bounce it off someone, get in touch with me. Fire me an email and say, Strawn, I've been having this dream or these dreams. I'm happy to sit down and work with you on it, interpret it for you and pray for you on it. Um, just email me, strawn at commonerscommunion.com. Um, but all to say this, it's a new year. And some of us will be feeling like, how is this year going to be different? And I want to say this, there are times and seasons in the world, there are times and seasons in our personal life, and there are times and seasons in the kingdom of heaven. 
I personally believe, and it's for you to pray about, take it to God yourself, but that we are kind of coming out of a threshing time and season in Isaiah 55 and coming into a baking season where God is going to start giving you the resources to take the threshing and this whole process of God sowing words in your life. I think for some of you it's going to be 20 years, for some maybe 20 months, I don't know. But God's going to start bringing opportunities your way and he's going to start teaching you how to bake it to share it. And I encourage you, open up your heart, just take a bit of time this week and say, God, is that true for me? What old words have I given up on? What seeds of of hope or life or calling for others, for myself and relationships have you sown in my life that I need to to replow again this year, to open up, to come back to? Or what new things are you giving me? And if you're in a place of brokenness and just difficulty and crisis and it's very hard to come to that place of faith, I invite you just sit with God in silence for half an hour. Just go find a place, sit with him in silence and just say, God, I'm here. This is where I'm at. These are all of my feelings. Come and show me what you're doing in this season. Come and give me faith again. Come and connect with me. Come and engage in the mystery of my life for this coming season. Because I believe in my own dreams and uh, in the things that I felt God saying to me. And I don't know whether it's this month or next month or later this year. I'm not sure. But I, I really believe this year will be a year for many people where it feels like that impossible season comes to a close and that there's an increase in fruitfulness and opportunity. And maybe that's going to be that God's starting to speak to you now if you don't even know him. Maybe maybe you're listening to my podcast. You don't identify with the Christian aspect of the spirituality talk, but you're seeking spirituality. Um, maybe this is a season where you're going to engage with the divine and he's going to make himself clear to you and present himself to you in his love and his power and his grace. And, just all his tenderness and patience that he has. So I realize this has been a bit of a different podcast for you, but I really just want to let some stuff out of my heart and uh, really sat with that over over New Year's and prayed about it for you guys. I love you. Um, I'm really enjoying connecting with you. I'm so honored that you're listening to this podcast. If something that I've shared today is really connected with you um, or challenged you, I'd love to hear from you. Let's just, I'm all about conversation. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, and uh, I've got some exciting news about... Um, a space that I'm becoming a part of early this year. Uh, hopefully let you know next week or the week after and uh, some really cool things coming up. So here's to a 2018 full of fruitfulness, life and love. God bless you.